You are listening to Sunday Drivers, a NASCAR series on the Variety Sports Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to Sunday Drivers. I am Dan, and I'm joined by Linus this week as we break down the Xfinity truck race and cup race from Nashville. Linus, how are you doing today? I'm good, thanks. How about you? Oh, not too bad, man. Just been a a hectic week here in America. I don't know if you saw the news. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm trying to stay out of that discussion as much as I can. So am I. I'm just saying it's uh, it's not my ballpark. Um. Oh yeah. No, I'm um, just saying so. I'm the uh, I'm the dog meme sitting in the fire where everything's fine. Yeah. But anyway, if we got some racing to talk about, uh, starting with the truck race, we got Ryan Priest breaking through again for the second year in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, did you watch any of the truck race? Uh, I watched it all. It's been uh, quite a while now since I watched it, but um, obviously Ryan Priest uh, dominant again going down into the truck series. So uh, I know it's just a matter of time, I think, before people uh, start hating on him like to hate it on Kyle Busch. But, you know, it's, uh, it is what it is, I guess. And I mean, he, he's fast. He's not really showing it in the Cup Series, unlike Kyle Busch. So maybe that's why people are fine with it. Well, I... I think if he if he gets into the number ten like most people think he's going into, uh, I don't think a lot of people are going to like him next year because he's aggressive, he's good, and as he showed in Texas, he's not afraid to voice his opinions. And as we've learned in the Cup Series, a lot of people don't like that. Yeah, it's. Uh... In a way, that would be good because we need personality back, sort of like Chastain on the track. It doesn't really give a shit. Um, but uh, people nowadays don't seem to like people that speak up outside of the track. So uh, we'll have to see how that go down with him. Even though, you know, one of the sport's greatest legends, that's what he was known for. It's it's weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, Zane Smith finishing second. Again, he's... He's having a consistently good year. I obviously I think he's the favorite to win the truck series this year, especially the regular season championship. Yeah, he's uh yeah, he's done really well all season long and he's always up front it seems like and he's got three wins now, uh, obviously top of the standings and going into the playoffs I think yeah. If he can peak, I mean, if he's not peaked already, if he can peak going into the playoffs, he's going to be really hard to stop. But as always, um, the discussion has to be who's going to get into the final four because one little hiccup in the final race, you know, will ruin your entire championship. But I think uh, if they were going into the final four of the playoffs now, uh, that would definitely be my favorite to win the championship for sure. Yeah, he's definitely stepped up this year. I mean... He's been known he's known to have skills as a driver, but I didn't expect a whole lot of him uh jumping into the his uh the 38 um 
Ford this year, but he's been blowing expectations out of the water so far. Yeah, especially with the, how dominant the Toyotas have been over the recent year, much thanks to Kyle Busch, obviously. Um, but jumping into that car and he's... Uh, He's just he's outperformed my expectations for sure, and I think uh, he's doing pretty much what I expected John Harden, Hunter Nemechek to do. Um, so we'll see. Maybe Hunter will still get it rolling, but those Toyotas don't seem to be uh, as fast as years they've been in the last few years. So maybe that's helped him out as well quite a bit. I think KBM they've all their drivers have a win. I think they just haven't been consistently dominant like they used to. Um, of course, they their dominance has kind of went uh, went out the window when Randy Fugel left and went to the twenty four team. So, but yeah, um, not not a whole lot in the truck race. I mean, it it was a good race. It was just you know Ryan Priest had a big lead at the end. There really wasn't much contention for it. Any other thoughts on the truck race? Um, not quite. I mean, uh, can talk about the uh, reoccurring topic of Haley Deegan getting wrecked for no reason if we want to. She was having an, a, a decent run, actually, hoping that she might be able to get a top 10. And then some, uh, I don't know if you want to call him nobody because he finished in the top 10, obviously, but he comes out of nowhere and takes her out for no reason. So, and that's, uh, that's definitely not the first time that has happened. So felt felt kind of bad for her that that had to happen. Yeah, that's um, been a reoccurring theme this year. Yeah, it's. Um, I'm not really sure what what to think there, but it's it's just very very unfortunate. I think she would be better off going into the Xfinity series, if I'm honest, because these truck series they're just way too aggressive, especially when you're back in the pack. No one seems to give a shit at all about anything. They just move you out of the way. Yeah, and the aggressiveness has been grown over the past couple of years. You even have guys like Matt Crafton throwing people around now. It's just one of those you either you need to get to the front or you need to get out of the way. It, it, I, I don't understand why truck series is so aggressive compared to the other ones. Maybe it's just because the the influx of younger drivers down there and that's new style. But it seems to be how the truck series is going to be going forward. Yeah, I mean, they grow up watching the Cup Series. Those guys take each other out on the final lap and they start doing it in an arc and then they bring it up to trucks and then people get fed up and they just wreck each other and don't give a crap. But I guess it's just young kids with too much money who don't have to do any work on their trucks so they don't really care. You know, once you get into the Xfinity Series, if you want to get somewhere, you need to be either super fast or you need to be, you know, keeping your car in one piece. Otherwise, you're going to get kicked out real quick, I think. Yeah, I think another part of it too is that um, you you have to have money to move forward into a good vehicle, and the only way to do that is to send it. You know, yeah. to ri- you got to risk it to get the biscuit, and I think that's one of the bigger factors. You know, you have to shine through. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm not really sure what the difference is in budget it's between the truck series and the Xfinity series but if you if you got speed it seems like it's not too hard to get into the truck series but um yeah I just have to wait and see I just hope for Haley's sake that she gets gets a chance in the Xfinity series soon so she can get out of this place because if you're not a front runner 
you're going to get in a lot of trouble. And I, she's not aggressive enough to be running mid-pack in a truck series, which I guess is why she's getting thrown around so much. Yeah, do you um do you think the rumors are true? Do you think she'd go to uh, Stuart Haas? Um, um, I I don't know honestly. I have no idea. Um, but if they uh, if they get their Xfinity uh, team rolling good again, maybe. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of which, Riley Herbst, I think that was his first top five this past weekend at Nashville. He finished third. Yeah, it's uh, mm, yeah, not a great season for him, but uh, yeah. good to see him finally have a good result. Yeah, neither was last year, but you know, it's the past couple of years have been so strange in terms of what Cup drivers are used to. Um, but you know. I was happy to see Trevor Bain with another uh, good finish in that uh, 18 car. Hopefully, I'm not saying he he needs a full ride next season, but I'd like to see him get a handful more races because he's been close. I think at California, he dominated the race until a pit, uh, pit road incident, but I'd like to see Trevor Bain back in a Xfinity series. Yeah, he's. Uh, I think every time, every race he's been in, he's been running up front. He's not, you know, finished up front every single time, but he's had speed, and he uh, he's proving that he is a good race car driver. I don't know if he got into Cup Series too early because he won the Daytona 500 what 21 year on his 21st yeah. birthday, and that's way Happy too early to be in the Cup Trevor Series. Happy birthday, Trevor 21 years old. Yep, wasn't he even 20. I don't. Maybe it was 21, 20. I don't know. Yeah, but that's that's just too early. And then with winning the Daytona 500, I think the expectations got way too high and nothing yeah. happened. So he would have benefited from staying in the Xfinity Series a couple more years. I think that career would have taken a, a completely different path, but hopefully he can get another chance somewhere and get a full-time ride after what he's been able to accomplish this year. Well, he also got bogged down with Roush Racing at the uh, the crumbling of the empire over there you know, 2012, 2013. So he just, you know, moved up too quick, got saddled down with a really bad team. I I mean, I, I hope he comes back next year. Hopefully, hopefully we get another, uh, a, another underdog story, our return to glory story of one of these cup guys that kind of fell, failed out of the cup series and then got a better Xfinity ride. I'm here for it. Like, look at what AJ Allmendinger has been able to do in two years. Yeah, since he got back into the Xfinity series, and especially now with a colleague, he's uh, he's been almost unstoppable at certain times. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, a lot of people want to see him in the Cup series, but he said that he does not want to go back to the Cup series full time. So it would be fun to see what he could do in a full season there. But I think he's happy staying in the Xfinity series. So. Uh, Hopefully one day he can win a championship just to to go full circle, though. I mean, he's been running good in the partial starts he's been making with colleague. And I, I think he's he's formed enough relationship with Chris Rice and Matt Colleague that they're going to do whatever he asks. Yeah, I mean, if he gets paid for it, I guess why not? But just have to wait and see. It's... Uh... 
maybe he's changed his mind as well now, seeing how well those uh, track house cars are running. If he knows he's going to get in one of those Chevys for calling, and you know he's been performing well when he's been running as well. So maybe next year we can see him. I don't know. Depends. Uh, depends who brings the sponsors to that team. Uh, if they if they need that, unless they have enough money, I'm not really sure what the situation is there. But they have quite a few drivers to pick from. Uh, especially I, so I, it depends on what happens with the charters as well if they're going to get any full-time slots at all right i i really think the second car if they're going to run a full-time car next year it's going to go to noah gregson he's been he's been running decently well so far in his part-time starts just haven't had the finishes i mean look at charlotte he was running in the top 10 before he got wrecked so. Yeah, I mean, for being he's for his first starts in the Cup Series in a team that's running one car full time but with different drivers, he's even though the finishes aren't really there, which might be down to his inexperience of these long races. You know, he's still he's still running well and he's not causing any trouble. So, uh, unlike what he did a couple of years ago in the Xfinity Series, I think he's. Uh, he started to mature quite a bit just over the last year. So I think he's ready for a cup if, if there's a seat for him there. Definitely. Well, I mean, people are crying for characters and Noel Grayson is definitely one. Uh, I mean, he showed up to the Xfinity race on Saturday with a mullet and his uh, fire suit open with no shirt underneath talking about how he wants to be like Tim Richmond. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ladies, you were in my Instagram like, and, you know, and I've I've read accounts and stories of people that go to Talladega and he'll just get drunk and he'll walk around the infield looking for people to drink with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, so I mean, if you can, then why not? But just don't do it before you get in the race car. But that's, I guess, is the upside of racing on Saturday rather than Sunday. You can stay up all saturday night and party with the fans and i guess that's that's going to give him quite a few more fans as he goes into the cup series if he's met people in the field you know so that's also a way of making fans if you if you don't perform which he does oh yeah um and he's really he's come a long way i think in the last the second half of last xfinity season and this year so far he's a different driver than he's ever been and uh, I I don't see no reason why he isn't in the uh, final four this year, championship four. Yeah, he's uh, as long as they can get it together in in the playoffs, obviously, uh, which well, isn't very easy. But I think uh, definitely one of those that's going to make it into the final four. I mean, Junior Motorsports as a whole organization is on fire right now. I mean, yeah. It's, uh... Apart from Adriel, I mean, Ty Gibbs obviously is one who I think will be there. But then again, will he crack under pressure? If if he stumbles once, I'm not sure if he can make it. But there is, it's Gibbs, AJ Allmendinger, of course, and then at least three of the four JGR cars. I'm not really sure about Sam Mayer yet. He still needs to get that first win. But if he can get it before the playoffs or just start of the playoffs, I don't see why he can make it all the way as well. Yeah, and that, uh, man, that uh, Ty Gibbs almost wrecking and saving himself off of Sam Mayer's car. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. That feud seems to have uh, gone away as well because that the way Ty Gibbs reacted to that after the race, I was quite surprised. He's just, well, it happens. I've done it myself. And go back two months and he would have gone out there and thrown punches at the kid without taking his helmet off. So I think granddad, I granddad probably sat him down and said, listen, you can't keep putting your bumper halfway through someone's car and talking about Jesus when you get out. Yes. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's got the talent and he's got he, obviously he's got uh, the money and yeah, the name behind him. So if he can just stay out of trouble, he's going to he's going to be a cup champion within. 10 years easy well there's a lot of people contemplating that he was going to make the jump up the cup next year but martin truex announced uh last friday that he re-signed with joe gibbs yeah yeah it's uh i think that's probably good for ty gibbs even though he's uh front, he won almost every start he had last year he's been running up front most of this year i still think he needs the experience to go into cup and the quicker he can get in the new car, obviously, the better it is. But he's still really young, and I still think he needs the experience. Plus, those races are quite long. So, I don't know. Maybe get him a few cup starts next year. Wouldn't surprise me if they get a third 23XI car in a few races, or 2311, for him to run in. Um, but there is still the potential that Hamlin wants a third car, and maybe they'll throw him in there. I don't know. But um, I think... Uh, speaking from having seen this quite a few times before people getting rushed into the cup series, I think uh, Joe Gibbs is smart enough to keep him in Xfinity one more year. At least one, because even his, uh, his aggressive driving style, like that's not going to go over well in the cup series at all. No, they're, it- they're going to put him in his place before he knew what happened. So unless well, you can just drive away from him, that's not really going to happen. Is it? I mean, in Arca, he 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 had the better equipment out of everybody, so he's putting you know eight nine second laps after nudging these people all over the place. But he gets in one of these new body cup cars, he's going to be real close if he bump and run somebody for like sixth place. Yeah, yeah. Well, I get. I mean, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. But like I said, I think I think uh, Captain. Maybe that's not captain. I, I mean, Joe Gibbs. Anyway, he's uh, he's he's smart enough to know what he's doing. So I don't think we will see Ty Gibbs in Cup next year, at least not full time, unless something falls apart with Kyle Busch. Mm, I don't. I don't see that happening. No, not really. I mean, have they got a sponsor for him yet? I. They haven't announced one. No, I mean. I don't know. Even if they don't find a sponsor for that car, I mean, are they really going to kick Kyle Busch out of the car? Like, I don't see that happening. He's too good. But then it might be too much money. So I I find it hard to believe that sponsors aren't jumping at the bit to have somebody like Kyle Busch, who is a who is a presence, you know? Yeah, I think uh, the issue there might be the price tag might be a little bit too high. So maybe maybe they all want to wait. And then next month, yeah, maybe not. It's a little too expensive. And then just wait until they get the price tag down. And then you're going to have three sponsors jumping right on him. That's my guess. But, you know, they might already have two sponsors. They just don't want to say it because maybe they're competitors to Mars or... My my perfect dream, 
my perfect dream would be Hershey sponsoring sponsoring Kyle Busch. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know why, but that is just an extremely funny premise to me. Like you know, Mars gets out of there and Hershey's just sets up shop. But um, yeah, and uh, I don't I don't know. I at worst case scenario, I see Rowdy's. Uh, Rowdy Energy sponsoring Kyle Busch next year. That's a possibility. I mean, if, if they have that sort of money, I don't know if he wants to sponsor or, well, I mean, his marketing people want to sponsor him. Um, but who knows? Maybe if he doesn't get re signed by Gibbs again, 2311 might have a third car lineup and they seem to have more sponsors than they can handle. And obviously, the marketing value there seems to be higher than anywhere else. So, I don't know. That would be a great boost to that team as well, even though I think the third driver in needs to be someone young. Bob obviously is the younger one now, but he's still not a rookie. So, John get Hunter. Kyle Busch in for one year and then maybe get John Hunter up there, yeah. It, yeah, I, uh, I also don't think I want to put up past Kyle if he couldn't re-sign with Gibbs to start his own team. That's a big possibility as well. I mean, he already has the basics in the background. Plus, he has it. Toyota has expressed that they don't want to lose him as a driver. So, you know, it, who? that's one thing about silly season is you, you can never fully predict some of the stuff that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, last year's silly season, I think. Was the craziest one yet? So I mean, this one obviously not going to be as crazy, but could still be uh, be quite frantic coming uh, coming close to the end of the season if some of these guys don't get their contracts together. Um, well, both both Dale Junior. and Kelly Earnhardt have said this past week in separate interviews that they are looking for a way to get the cup. Yeah, I mean, if if they don't want to pay for a charter though but they want to feel two cars at the same time as the charter agreement runs out do you think nascar would push to get rid of the charters just to get jr motorsports into cup with two cars i think it would be in their best interest as a whole i think they might do it to get dale jr in there but i for them as a whole i think it would be best to lift the the charters because Right now, it's more accessible to people than it's been in the past 10 years. You know, uh, why not open it up? Why not have 45 cars qualify again? We, mm-hmm. we can have that. That that would be nothing but good for the sport. Yeah. And the Daytona Jules would mean something again. Right. It's literally two people in one jewel racing each other. And then one car ends up in the other, so he's automatically through. That's basically what it is. It's it doesn't really mean anything anymore. It seems like so. Um, I've been against the charter system since it started, really. But with the amount of cars or potential cars to show up for races, I mean, it would probably cost them quite a bit to buy all these charters back from the teams. But I think it would be best for the sport in the end, to be honest. I mean, they they very clearly want to make it an overall competitive for everybody involved. And that's exactly what they're doing. So why not open it up for more people? Yeah, exactly. So uh, Justin Allgaier dominates 
Um, I don't know. I've never, I've never really been able to be a get behind him. He just seems like a bland human being. Yeah, he's. It feels like he's been in the Xfinity series forever, and never really, you know, been at the very, very top. He's always been around, but not right at the top. But this year, it seems like he's uh, he's really getting it together. Um, obviously, getting another win here, winning every single stage again. Someone said that was like how many in a row for JR JRM now stages? I'm not really sure, but it's. Seems Eight like or nine, it was. It's been across a total of like three or four races. It's yeah. I there there's something else right now. They're untouchable in the Xfinity series. Yeah, and he led 134 laps out of 188. So another good run for him. So um, yeah, One bunch big... of playoff points gonna help. Oh yeah. Go ahead. No, that's that's it. I mean, it's it's just not just good for one race, but he gets seven playoff points as well, which is going to be huge, especially coming into the round of eight. Because I don't know how many times we've seen the cutoff be for one or two points, and those seven points that he gained over one race that could be huge in the end. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I mean, that whole bunch. I mean, Barry seems to be picking up steam. Uh, Sam Mayer. Like you've already stated, he has a couple things to figure out. And Noah Gregson's in the process of putting everything together. So who knows? There's, I think we said it before on this podcast, but there's, I don't think it's impossible to have a championship four with all JRM drivers. Yeah, that would, uh, I wonder how that would go down with the fans. I mean, obviously their fan base would love it. Um, but for all the other fans, I think that would be quite miserable. We almost, we had possibility of having that with Joe Gibbs at one point, I think in the cup series as well, but one thing happening like that, could that be maybe the end of this playoff format for NASCAR? Cause you know, you come into the final round, one single team is guaranteed to win the championship. That I mean, still four drivers racing for it, but to have one team guaranteed to win the championship before the championship game even starts that's uh could that's you a bit ma- weird could you imagine the stress at headquarters that would build i mean i think uh, you mean at jrm headquarters oh yeah Amongst dale jr would just sit back and have a, i mean that would be his best week ever you know he's he's going to win the championship one week before the final he doesn't have anything to worry about whatever happens he's going to be a champion absolutely um, yeah, so Xfinity race, like we've stated, Justin Algar just kind of pulled away. Um, a one big topic over the weekend was heat. It seemed to affect every race. And, um, I think Natalie Decker in the Xfinity series, her cooling suit went out after 10 laps or something like that. So it was a, it was a pretty rough weekend all the way around in terms of like heats inside the car. I think they're saying it was like 140, 145 degrees inside the vehicles this weekend. Yeah, seems to be a lot of people having or quite a few people having issues with those suits, but they had the uh thermometer is it thermometer? How how do you say that in in, in English? Thermometer. Thermometer inside was it Gregson's car? And I had that up on the uh, NASCAR website the whole race from the onboard whenever they showed it in car I mean it was one 
130 plus the whole time. And that's for over two hours. That's just crazy. And then you have, like we talked about in the truck race, Ryan Priest, he was in the Xfinity Series race as well and the Cup Series. I'm not really sure how he did that, to be honest, with his heats. And obviously, Xfinity Series was the worst because it started like in the middle of the day compared to the other two, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, well, the Cup Series was supposed to start at five o'clock in the no, afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, what Priest did was pretty had to be like MMA hydration, you know, plan, like just start drinking water a week out that, but, uh, the cup race. Yeah. That the cup race turned into a very long affair. I'm not a big fan of when races end at midnight or one in the morning. I, I know for sure you are. <laughs> I stayed up until past six in the morning to watch that thing. I was about to fall asleep when all of a sudden they said, oh, we're going to crank the engines here in 15 minutes. And I was back wide awake. And well, I mean, the race in itself wasn't that long. It was like three and a half hours. But with the rain delay, obviously, it gets super long. Um, but, you know, uh, pretty pretty good race still. Um, quite a few Toyotas up at the front, a lot of different guys that seemed they were going to win. And then as the sun said, obviously everyone's favorite driver for some reason came through and uh, stole the win, if you will. Yeah, that was, I didn't see that coming. I thought, you know, it was going to be Kyle Busch's race or for a while there, Martin Truex race. But that's one thing that amazes me about this new gen is that just throughout the race, you have multiple different guys who, who get up to the front and then their car just kind of falls off. Yeah, I mean, for, for some reason this week, it seemed like every single car that was up there pretty much was a Toyota. Unlike last time it rode America, where they were nowhere to be seen. Sonoma. Were, yeah, Sonoma, sorry. No, I, sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm ahead in the schedule. Sonoma, they were nowhere to be seen and now... They come here, obviously a completely different track, but like all six cars, even uh, the 20 car bell shows some speed, which has not been very common for this season. And then as Chase comes through, they pit and, you know, the result kind of falls apart anyway. Uh, But apart from the last pit strategy and a couple of cars getting caught during that caution on the pit cycle, that was pretty much a flawless race from Toyota in my mind, I think. Apart from the twenty-three pit, pit, pit crew again, yeah, there. I think I saw a graphic. It's like something like nine pit road mistakes that have cost them places. I mean, Kansas they they should have been in the running to win that race. Um, it's it's been. I don't know. Aside from firing the entire team, I don't know what fixer is. You just you can't keep yelling at these guys because apparently it's not working. What Hamlin needs to do, or Hamlin and Jordan, depending on who makes the calls, again, maybe it's not either of them, uh, but they need to get their own pit crews, I think, because they're leasing from uh, Gibbs now. Obviously, Joe Gibbs is going to have the top four crews on his team, and maybe the fifth crew as well. So the 23 and the 43, do they have the fifth and sixth crew, or even the the sixth and the seventh pit crew? You know, obviously they're still good guys, but they're just so inexperienced. And if you're fifth, sixth down in the order at your position in the team, 
obviously, well, you see what's happening. So I think uh, if, if if they can't fix it this year, at least for next year, Hamlin needs to make sure that they get their own pit crews because this is not working for Bubba. And obviously he got super frustrated over the radio to his team, which people thought was um, wrong from him. But after these many mistakes from being in good position, so many races ruined, I don't blame him for lashing out like that. People act like they've never been upset in their life. Yeah, the whole don't talk to me, I'm done. It, very understandable. Uh, I don't think he should be at fault for that. Like that's he had the fastest car. I think he was he was fast by like half a second. He he had a bullet and a very good shot to you know win the race. And you know, they put on a loose wheel and then tell him to stop at the end of pit road and he gets rear-ended. Yeah, that was, wasn't that even the crew chief telling him to stop when he can't yep. even see the car? Like, he has no, he has no idea what sort of position is in and he just tells him to stop and Bubba's had enough and just slams on the brakes, you know. Uh, unfortunately, he got hit by Reddick, but, you know, I, I don't know. It feels almost like Bubba's lost and he hope comes into the weekend fastest in practice, gets loose in qualifying and then has the race ruined again like this. It's got to be so frustrating. Yeah, I, I I mean, unless, aside from getting the entire new crew, I don't think there's there's any way to fix it. I mean, even even if they're to run them on extra drills and stuff, they, they're as frustrated as everybody else. And I, I just feel like that team is chasing its tail. Yeah, I mean, like I said, Hamlin needs to get them their own pit crew. So I think that's the only that's the only fix here because Gibbs isn't gonna do much about it, is he? He's he's not gonna give them his third or fourth crew. He's no. gonna keep them in his own. So overall, we saw some pretty good side by side racing. I think there's a three right three three wide race for second place for like three or four laps between uh Harvick, um Truex and I can't remember who the Blaney. Yeah, it might have been Blaney. He was up there quite a lot anyway. We we saw a lot of good side by side racing for the lead, but it just kind of seems like once a car got out on front, uh clean air seems so important to these uh new newer cars. So still Yeah, whoever that was leading when they went three wide, he was gone by two and a half seconds. I think it might have been Kyle Bush. Like yeah. In two laps, he was leading by two and a half seconds because they were battling. It's, uh, but I, I was really surprised about how good the racing was. This car, once again, proves just how good it is for, for the racing. A um, um, lot, lot better race than we saw last year when Kyle Larson just got out front and dominated. Yeah, but that seemed to be almost half the races last year. So Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know what? That's, that's fair. <laughs> um. Yeah, you know, not not a whole lot happened in the race, like we said, good side by side. Um, but uh, yeah, I, Chase Elliott wins. I I hate to be a blue collar worker that lives in Dawsonville, you know, trying to trying to go to sleep, and then at twelve oh one in the morning, the siren goes off. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I don't know really how how loud that siren really is. But if they set it off at midnight, I guess. If you go I mean, to their Twitter, it's an actual air raid siren. 
Okay, yeah, fair enough then. Yeah, I guess <laughs> it feels like a lot of people would have been awake watching that. But if you got to get up at six in the morning, maybe you were already asleep. So not yeah. the best of days for those people realizing when they're sleeping. Oh shit, I missed the Chase Elliott win. Oh well, at least <laughs> I don't get to sleep now. No. Uh, next or this weekend we have Road America. Uh, I don't think there's any other reason to not predict that AJ Allmendinger is going to win the Xfinity race. Ty Gibbs has been good on road courses, but AJ has been the goat so far. Well, as long as it doesn't rain, because then he's going to run off before the race even starts. But <laughs> I haven't really watched uh, watched the broadcast yet or the forecast yet. Sorry, uh, but if there is no rain, I don't think anyone's going to be able to stop him. He's uh, he's been so fast around there. So do you, in terms of, you know, we, we always talk about goats and NASCAR. Do you think AJ should be in the conversation in terms of uh, the best at road courses? Um, yeah, possibly. I mean, Chase Elliott had a run, but now he hadn't won in quite a few road course races. Uh, Almondinger, he came up to the cup series last year and won a road race yeah uh, he wins quite a lot of road races in the xfinity series as well but i mean it, it's kind of hard to tell but he's definitely one of the best road course races but if he's the best ever i'm not really sure i i mean i until somebody wins five road courses in a row i that that honor goes to jeff gordon i think yeah but I don't know. There is a lot more road courses now as well. And it was back when he did it. Yeah. So I mean, in terms of variety, uh, I, Jeff Gordon really only ran Watkins Glen and Sonoma. Now, I mean, uh, AJ's one at what mid Ohio, uh, Indianapolis road, uh, road America, Coda, Portland. Who knows? Uh, maybe, maybe in the next couple of years, he'll start to break off a couple more cup wins. Hey, he came close at Coda. Yeah, well, I mean, he should have been smarter about that one. Maybe he would have won it, but we'll see. Maybe he gets a win this weekend in the Cup Series as well. I would, well, I wouldn't really put it past him uh, because the cars hasn't been slow, especially on road courses. So he's definitely got the cars to do it, which he showed at Coda. Um, and like you said, he's fast at Road America. So, uh, yeah, shame he does. He's not running full time though, because that could have been another winner uh, to get a a win for the playoffs. Right, one closer to seventeen, which is the magic number at the moment. Yeah. So, uh, cup cup series. Uh, who do you think is going to be out front? Um. Well. I guess I'll stick with AJ Allmendinger. Yeah, I um, I actually think we're gonna see a surprise winner. I I think Bowman's gonna gonna steal one. I he he came close at uh, Coda. He ran good in the truck race there. He's shown some speed on road courses. So who knows? Maybe something happens with five to go and he gets in the lead. Yeah, I mean. It's 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 just so hard to say now, you know. Oh yeah. Chastain has won a road course. Suarez wins the road course from nowhere. Chase Elliott used to be the king of road courses. He's not anymore. 
AJ Allmendinger is sort of a king of own road courses. Kyle Larson uh, is running the Xfinity Series as well, isn't he? So he's definitely going to be warmed up for the cup race. I mean, yeah, he won three just so road many. courses last year. Uh, Kyle Larson did. He run a he won Sonoma, the Glen, and the Roval. So I, I, yeah. Truex hasn't shown up at the road courses in a while. No, and seeing how the last road course went, I'm not really sure Toyota is going to be anywhere this weekend either. But uh, if they are, Kyle Busch as well won on road courses before. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's really anyone's game, as always, this season. It's, it's so weird, and I really... Michael McDowell has been fast as well. Uh, Chris Buescher, second at Sonoma, right? Yeah, so why not? third. Yeah, it's especially with how they play the strategy with these cautions, which is another topic we can talk about for road courses, especially at Road Road America. Uh, But, I mean, there's an easy 15 guys that can win this race. Oh, I mean, absolutely. I I mean, we can even talk about a guy like Tyler Reddick, too, who hasn't historically been good on road courses. But, you know, this car closes everything up in terms of competition yeah i mean i i, I kind of want to say joey hand as well but he's in a rickware racing car so you know they're supposed to be equal i don't think it's gonna take something for him to win the race but if he gets up front maybe you know, if he gets up front through like a caution or pit strategy, maybe, maybe it would be doable. It would be really cool to see though. But Absolutely. you know, that's a long shot, definitely. Any uh, any last minute takeaways from Nashville? Um, Tower, what are you doing? <laughs> maybe <laughs> that's that tire. Yeah, rolling down the front stretch. I mean, that took a good 10 seconds before they threw the caution. Yeah, the which, inconsistency with cautions this year. Yeah, that and then the final or the final two laps, people are saying, oh, that's because Chase Elliott was leading well. He restarted first. He probably would have won anyway uh, because of how he took uh, took off on that restart. But yes, Keselowski gets off the, the racetrack. But that's when they come around with two to go. So they're going to come around one more time. And with the pace he was going, he was going really slow. If someone hooks someone there, they're going to plow right into the back of him. And I'm not really sure what they were thinking. That If that's on lap 100, that caution is out before he's even off the track. You know, well, A couple laps before that, uh, like 30 laps before that, they threw a caution for Balecki blowing an engine when he was already on the apron coming down pit road. Uh what happened to Keselowski, they threw a caution for, for Stenhouse in the All-Star race. It's mm-hmm. It's been incredibly inconsistent. And it needs to be fixed because, yeah, Chase Elliott would have still probably walked away with the win. But there was, that was very unsafe to have Keselowski at a snail's pace. Yeah, I, it didn't really look like it was in control as well. I think uh, TJ, yeah, TJ Majors, his spotter on DBC, said that he he was fighting to get that car on the apron. And, you know, something breaks 
that car is heading straight back onto the track. I'm not really, like I said, if that's lap 100, that caution is out way before. So I, it's probably got something to do with what happened at the all-star race. Uh, but you don't have the white flag yet. So the race isn't going to be over. You're going to restart. You're going to get a green wet checker. And, you know, people aren't going to yell at you for throw, throwing a caution for a car going slow down towards the apron. Um, and after having missed that tire earlier in the race, I thought they would be a little bit quicker on the button for, to throw a caution like that, but I don't know. I'm not up in the tower, you know, I don't really know that procedure, so can't criticize them too much. Well, I mean, from the aspect of like, they don't really seem to know what the guidelines for calling a caution is, you know, especially with this new car. So I, it's frustrating, but it's just one of those things, like you said, you're not up there, but I I definitely think it needs to be figured out because it's caused a couple of issues so far this year. Yeah, it's it's been more than one. That's to, that's for sure. Um, but I don't know. They've got some. I don't know if they've got new people up there, but Juson Hamilton was going to be on a bit more this season, and I don't know if they've got somebody else. And obviously. If you don't have the same pe- same person consistently like it was with Hoots, it's going to be different from week to week. And then something happens, oh, we can't do that again. So they change the procedures. And, you know, everyone's used to having one person all the way, like for so many years, and you know exactly what was caution and what's not. And now that changes and different people always judge it differently. So I don't know. But I, I'm I'm pretty sure they're working on getting that fixed somehow. Because it's it's not really good for the sport with with inconsistency either. It's not really what you want people to talk about after a race, anyway. Yeah, especially something like the All Star race. That like that was a lot of unneeded attention on the sport. Especially we're in a make or break season for NASCAR. They shouldn't be making the mistakes that they're making. No, definitely not. Especially, I mean, they've got quite a lot of new fans coming in as well. And for them not to understand, okay, why is this a caution, but why is this not a caution? And why did they wait to throw a caution? Like, if it's a caution, just throw it. It's 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 going to confuse the fans as well, which might make them, you know, go back a bit more from watching again. Yeah. Because they don't really understand what, what's happening because sometimes it's a caution and sometimes it's not. And NASCAR is reaching new audiences. Like, um, their uh, Pride Month clothesline, like, that those tweets and those posts got shared by a lot of people. And there's a lot of people out there that are looking to get into NASCAR, but it's, it's hard to explain like, why, why wasn't that thrown for that? And it's not like the NFL where there's different refs at every game, you know, it's the same people up in the tower race after race after race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we can sit here from behind our laptops and computers and talk about it all we want, but, you know, it. who knows what else we're going to see from that this season. Yeah. Speaking of that, you mentioned as well with the Pride, Pride clothesline. I saw, I mean, obviously it might not be true because it's on social media, uh, but I saw a story about someone who had a gay friend and that gay friend saw the post of NASCAR launching this thing with gay pride which made them buy two tickets for a race sometime in the close future. I don't know if it was the Roval or something else, you know. So people say, oh, you're getting woke and you're doing this and that. But, you know, they're trying to 
appeal to all the, all people, you know, every audience. And if there's made two people buy tickets, they might be life, life, lifetime fans after that, you know. So, well, all of it's, that it's was great. All of that was all over, you know, TikTok too. Uh, yeah, you know, LGBTQ TikTok pages and stuff like they are they are reaching people like, you know, my my partner Riley posted something and a lot of people are like, oh my God, NASCAR is so progressive. And I'm like, hey, if anybody wants to get into it, just let me know, you know, it's, they, I mean, they need more consistency. So far this year has been exciting, but there's also been some really big letdowns, you know, Martinsville, I'm looking at you, you know, Um, but I, I think, if they get it together, they there's no reason why NASCAR can't rise to the levels that it was in the late '90s, early 2000s. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, we'll see. Um, it, it's definitely on its way up. And then, uh, are we going to compare Fox and NBC as well? Yes. We yeah. Let's do apparently, that. Apparently, obviously, we get. Some of the pre-race show, we get every race on the same channel over here. We get the American broadcast with a Swedish commentator during the breaks. And we usually come in at about half time of the pre-race show. Uh, but I usually find some stream to watch the entire thing. Uh, but this time I couldn't. And uh, we came in, the Swedish broadcast came in like in the middle. And apparently the pre-race was on Peacock, which is a streaming service you have to pay for. So what's what's the discussion there with fans are they angry about it or are they happy about it because people won't post race they won't pre-race but for some reason they want it to be free which i don't understand because peacock can't be that expensive right no it's 4.99 a month yeah and you get quite a lot of stuff i imagine it's not just and if you're if you're also a wwe fan you get the entire wwe collection Mm-hmm. Like everything and their pay-per-views like it's not a bad deal but i think the the fans that have an issue with it are the older fans that don't realize yeah. that cable is dead i don't know how cable providers are uh and uh where you're from but uh they're they they gouge you know price gouge uh really really bad over here and make it makes it very stressful to have, you know, have cable. So streaming service is the way of the future. And yeah. I don't, I don't see why NASCAR hasn't gone like UFC or the NFL and put everything in one, one streaming service. A lot of people aren't going to like it, but <clears throat> four ninety nine a month, you get full race, pre-race, you get post-race. I that's the future and you know NASCAR needs to hurry up and get there I think bundle it with another yeah. streaming service I mean that's that's less than a race ticket in a year you know and people want pre-race post-race then they get it by oh we want to charge you a small fee to watch it but we're going to give it to you way better than you've ever had it and people rage I, I don't really understand but I guess if it's always been free sure I the the NBC broadcast by far was way better than what we've seen from Fox this year. Like, I think the you know racing has been going on since February, but NBC are the first one that made the wheel system make sense to me. I don't mm-hmm. know if you saw the three D cutaway. Yeah, we got that 
for the first yeah. time ever, we get the 3D cutaway without interruption. Yeah, and it's like, oh, the pins had to lock in there and all that? I didn't realize that. Thank you for finally bringing this to me. Yeah, and they explain the air as well, how that helps cooling down the driver in a different way than it has before. It's it's like NBC paid attention to what people were saying about Fox and said, mm-hmm. you know what, hold my beer. The the best part about leaving Fox, or well, one of the only good parts, in my opinion, we get rid of those stupid uh, cartoons. Yes, absolutely. I am so fed up with that. Like, what are why? It's not going to attract any kids because they look terrible. Yeah, and I don't know. Fox just needs to go look. It's not that they're commentators; they're pit road reporters. I really love Regan Smith. And Jamie mm-hmm. Little on pit road. That's great. But it's just how they brought about the information this year was really terrible. Not to mention, um, I got I got a couple of likes on Twitter for saying this, but the uh, NASCAR on Fox page shared uh, Sam Mayer hitting Ty Gibbs. And I commented, hey, did you guys notice how they caught that on camera? Mm-hmm. <laughs> People are like, Jesus, Dan, you didn't need to kill him. Like, I don't know. Something needs to happen. I I don't understand the TV side of it, but I don't see why there's no reason um, why it's not on NBC for the whole season. I mean, I guess it's just way too expensive for them to pay for it for for the whole year, but. I have no idea what they're paying and how much money is involved or what the deal is, but I don't know. The TV deal is up after this year, if I remember correctly, or was it next year? So it might something might happen. Maybe they'll launch their own streaming service and every single race is on NASCAR.com. I don't know. Something wild might happen, like Amazon Prime might pick it up and run it live. You know, it's streaming services are getting outrageous. I I don't yeah, cables dying it's a dying media form so who knows yeah. we'll probably be in a you know streaming service in the next five years i don't see why not yeah i, I watch pretty much all my television on on streaming as well because it's just so easy you can jump back or if you need to go you can just pause it and if you fall behind when the ad starts just skip right over it you know but thankfully we don't have any ads watching nascar so uh Unlike you guys, <laughs> we get them every five minutes, and then yeah, people I, I notice. If people cry about that too, but it's like you you aren't going to the races. How do you expect them to make money? They need sponsorships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but uh, that's all I got. I think we we covered a great bit. We'll be back hopefully a little earlier next week, uh, talking about Road America. Hopefully. Hopefully Road America is a Road America. Hopefully we see a great race this weekend, but who knows? These cars have been hit or miss on road courses so far, but then again, we've been to completely two different uh, road courses. Mm-hmm. And hopefully y'all are able to stay away during the 45-hour caution flags. Right. Uh, you know, that's fantastic. But all right, we'll... Uh, Thank you for listening to Sunday Drivers. We'll uh, we'll be back next week.